it was a crazy idea. Bring a group of people together to write an inspirational book about success in a weekend. If there were 20 people contributing, the editor would be happy, but more than 70 did. They worked with the suggested themes of career, finances, and relationships, and were asked to keep entries to 200 words or less, more difficult than it sounds. They embraced the challenge to provide readers with many doses of inspiration about success, whether read in one sitting or one before bed each night. They submitted their pieces within a tight timeline. They took part in a two-hour editing marathon and watched as their writing was reviewed and polished to shine brighter. They cheered with every update and marveled at their own ability. These authors are success stories in themselves. Now we share with you the results of that weekend, the inspirational essays, narratives, and insights about success in relationships, career, finances, and life. Our intention in the Success is Yours book will empower and uplift you, too, to be your better self and let your success shine. My name is Donna Kozik, and today I'm happy to interview three of the contributing authors to Success is Yours. Before I do, I just want to talk a moment about this project and one of the behind-the-scenes uh, happenings that we had going on, and that was our editing marathon. So the way this works is that the contributors go ahead and submit their pieces, and they do that after reading through uh, guidelines and having a call where they can ask me questions or bounce a sentence or a title off of me or something like that, and then they go ahead and submit it, and then I put all of the entries in one document, and uh, we had an editing marathon that went actually over two hours uh, one weekend afternoon, and I went through and I gave pointers to the writers. Now, when they submitted their entries, it was with the understanding that we could make little minor edits and changing, changes with grammar, punctuation, capitalization, and even things to kind of clear up thoughts and make sure that uh, the right thought was being expressed. But I had the editing session and I had it live and anybody could come and watch me do this in case I had any questions and also just to be understood what my thought process was if I did make a change or uh, polish to one of those essays. So that's how we went and in a weekend were able to get 70 plus people together and submitting these essays and then putting them together uh, for this book. So it was really quite amazing. And I have to say the editing part of it is my favorite part. Uh, I don't, the proofreading is fine, you know, the commas and punctuation, but it's the language and saying it out loud and noting it's like, oh, I think what you're trying to say here is this. And then I would just revise maybe a sentence slightly or uh, add a different word that would take it even to another level for the reader. And it's just the kind of thing that really turns me on. <laughs> so I really love that. And then today I love interviewing uh, three of our contributing authors. We're talking to John Williams, uh, Debbie Indigo Angel Bolton, and Linda Easthouse. And we're going to start with John. And his essay in Success is Yours is called Surefire, Surefire Recipe for Planning Your Success. He starts out with a quote from Pablo Picasso that says, action is the foundational key to all success. And then John writes, plan your success by devising relatively small, viable milestones. 
The premise is that each viable milestone should fit as or be part of a typical logical milestone. Viable means that it's feasible and has its own standalone purpose or value for your business goals. The very first milestone you choose should be one for which you're sure it will be achieved. This is essential and it can surely be done if you put your creative mind to it. I know this works. I've successfully done and taught it for decades. If at first glance you don't have such a milestone, then devise one that fits the criteria as described. This way you start off with a surefire success. Now, treat the next milestone as if it were the first milestone. In a sense, it really is your next first milestone. Remember, success breeds success. By doing this, you are stacking success upon success, finally resulting in a successful project. And then John concludes by saying, even if for some reason the project is abandoned before the deadline, you are still successful because you delivered viable milestones with value for your business goals. Practice this consistently, and success will become second nature to you. And indeed, it will. And uh, John, uh, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Donna. It's good to be here. Hello. I'm, I'm yes, Oh, well, thank you, and the honor is mine as well. And, John, where are you calling from? I'm calling from the Netherlands in Europe, uh, but you can see uh, uh, in my name that I'm not an original uh, uh, from, from Holland. I was born on the island of Aruba, a very exotic island in, uh, in the Caribbean, but it's, it's a part of the Netherlands, so, that, so that's the, ah. the connection. Oh, okay, wonderful. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, and and the re and the reason why I'm speaking English now and addressing everything in English because now with all all the experience that I have and the knowledge that I have I'm addressing the English speaking audience. Ah, I all see. over the world. <laughs> all over the world, yes, indeed. Yeah. And I love how the success is yours. Community Book Project has such an international uh, flavor to it. It's fantastic. Now, John, you describe uh, reaching milestones and being successful in that by breaking things down into mini milestones or smaller milestones and achieving those. Can you give an example of how this worked in your own life? John, are you with me? Oh, it looks like I might have lost John. I'm sure he'll be ca calling right back in. And uh, it's very true that uh, that's the way it works in uh, life. And, and when you're looking to, you know, eat an elephant, how do you do it? One bite at a time. And there's also uh, the famous quote from Martin Luther King, Jr., who says that you climb a staircase by taking that first step. So, oh, okay, I think we have John back now. Let me see. Uh, for some reason, uh, I lost the connection. Yeah, but here you are back again. And uh, I was talking about some other ways to, for, or uh, other um, ways to explain about achieving success by taking it into small bits. And what I was wondering is, in your life, uh, how how has this concept of mini milestones worked in your own life? Well, I have to be honest about that because uh, it seems to be an easy question for, uh, that I should be answer, could be answering very easily. But you know, in the in 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 the in all those years that I've I've been on this, it's be, it has become a habit. So in every endeavor I I, I go on, I use this approach. 
you see, the whole thing is that I, I was hired in a lot of organizations to help them out in all kinds of projects. Uh, and I, I have seen that a lot of entrepreneurs, they have a trouble of having a, 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 the big picture of a, a new product or a new service, but they don't know how to, uh, how to make it happen. Yeah. So I, I decided, you know what, you have, to, you have the whole big picture in your mind. Eh? You can imagine the big picture and the end situation of it all. So what you've got to do is just break it up in smaller pieces, and then you make those pieces, and then you, you put them together, and you have the, 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 whole, the whole picture. So keep it right. simple, really. Right. It's so true, too, when we put things into practice, and I'm a very, you know, chunk it up and break it break it down to achieve goals kind of person myself, that it can be hard to explain because it just becomes part of the way uh, you do things. And, you know, that's that's perfectly fine. I think that's why, you know, the experts are coaches and consultants in showing others how to do that. Okay, so next, I see in your bio you say that you are a pragmaticianer. So what is that? I was really afraid you would ask me this question. <laughs> but anyway, you see, it's, it's, it's my nickname that I gained in all the, all the past years that I've been in this business of, of, uh, of managing projects, or I have to correct myself, leading projects. I won't go into that now, but I make a big difference between leading, leading and, and uh, uh, managing. But, but anyway, uh, all the, the people that hired me and the people I work with, they say, but you are very pragmatic and you're actionable and you always practice what you preach. So I came up with the idea, if I put those two words together and give myself a, a, a nickname, I call it the pragmatitioner. Mm-hmm. That's the whole the reasoning behind it. Yep. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I love that concept, too. I'm not going to write that down about there's a difference between leading and managing, and you want to be a leader, uh, not a manager in your business. Yeah. yeah right. Yes, the, the, the whole thing I'm doing now and, and uh, my, my signature approach is a people-centered, pragmatic uh, approach to leadership. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, why did you take part in the Success is Yours Community Book Project? You see, now I'm happy with this question. <laughs> because I might have a surprising answer for you. You see, the, the really short answer is I like success, uh, all the success uh, kind of stories that you can get. But the thing is that in, in these days, you see that a lot of people, especially entrepreneurs and small business owners, they are using affirmations. They are using quotes. So I think, you know, we could add uh, another tool to that ars- arsenal and you using small success stories. I mean, what is better if you wake up in the morning and you feel a little bit blue and you want to make it a good day? You could, you could go for an affirmation or read a quote, but why not read a success story? It puts a smile on your face. Yeah. Yep. So that's, that's the whole reasoning. So when you offer this, I had, I had, had to jump in. <laughs> good. You're compelled. It's like, yes, I, I must do this. And you're right. It's like what you get, what you put your focus on and where your attention goes, that's where you know energy goes and, and uh, how life can grow. So that is the way to do it. You want to focus on the good. And uh, exactly. finally, Joan, where can people find you? 
Uh, they can find me at the website. Uh, it's uh, uh, it's jawconsultancy.com. So it's jawconsultancy.com. Uh, jawconsultancy.com. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jaw, for taking part. Thank you for the opportunity. All right, excellent. This is so much fun. I'm talking to uh, some of the contributing authors to Success is Yours, part of the Community Book Project series. And next up we have Debbie Bolton, and uh, Debbie's piece is titled Success is How You View It. She starts off with a quote from the universe, and it says, I have a plan. Do you trust me? And then she writes, How do you view success? Do you measure success with a specific goal or target, or is it when you achieve something great? All of the above has merit, but what if you could be successful with the unknown each day? Daily I ask for a gift from the universe. I say out loud, universe, please send me a gift. When I receive the gift, I am grateful. In this way, I am not under pressure to achieve a target. I receive what the universe gifts me. As with anything, you need to work towards this. So review your day and diligently look for these gifts. They can come in the form of something physical, like a cup of tea, a bag of candy, a handmade teddy bear, a painted rock, or they can come in the form of meeting a new business contact, securing a deal at work, receiving a check for a tax refund, or simply getting a smile from a stranger. And then Debbie concludes, success can be what you want it to be. It can be fun. I challenge you to ask for a gift from the universe every day for a week, and see how successful you really are. Well, that's really a nice thought there, Debbie. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Now, what a fun entry about asking the universe for uh, a gift. How, how long have you been putting this into practice yourself? I've only been putting it in practice for about a year. I Before then, I understood the concept of manifesting or law of attraction but this seems just a little bit more fun and it really is much more fun right and I believe you're actually adding to our international day here <laughs> success is yours <laughs> uh, where are you calling from again I'm calling from Angus in Scotland okay from Scotland excellent so uh, Debbie what are some of the gifts that you've received uh, when you ask the, the universe for a, a daily gift. Do you have any interesting stories to tell? Um, well, the very first one I asked for on my very first day, I received what I thought was going to be 10 fruit scones, but I actually got 11. So I actually got two gifts in one, as it were. Um, I've had some interesting things, free parking, bottles of Prosecco, champagne, wine, a free table at a local fete, some people have given me, you know, little unicorns or fairies or angels. I've, I've recently four whiteboards. I don't even know how I managed to get them. Um, two A-frame boards, uh, a television, a radio, just printer, just very wow. things. Wow. I've not been looking for them. I've been looking for a gift from the universe, but I haven't been asking for these things specifically. They've just seem to come my direction so those are probably the more interesting ones yes they are indeed and in your piece you made you mentioned painted rock and uh that's funny because actually uh recently somebody 
just pulled out this little rock with a daisy print, printed on it or a painted on it, and they handed it to me. And they're like, "Here, this is for you." <laughs> so I got one of those, and <laughs> I know, and I uh, didn't even realize it's like, oh, I was getting a little gift from the universe uh, in the future <laughs> when I got that. And I was I was going to be told it was a gift from the universe. So, uh, Debbie, how easy or hard did you find it to write this piece for the book? Um, I found it very easy in some ways because I'm talking about something that I do on a daily basis and I'm talking about something that I'm, or I was writing about something that I'm very passionate about. So I, I found that side of it easy. I think the most difficult or hardest thing about it was a word limit because as you can imagine, I could have put so much more in there. But um, I think the word limit was the most hardest thing about writing for this. Right. And, uh, yeah, it, well, it's the hard that makes it good, as uh, <laughs> as the saying goes from a league of their own, because it for, forces you to focus. And I think you did a wonderful job here. Uh, Debbie, where can people find out more about you or connect with you? Um, I have a website, which is getting redone at the moment, um, that's www.loveandabove.co.uk. That's mainly that. That's the uh, website. Mm-hmm. But on Facebook, I have um, Debbie Bolton author page, and I also have Love and Above Health and Wellbeing events page as well. All right. So it's Debbie Bolton, B-O-L-T-O-N, and uh, her yes. upcoming um, upcoming website is loveandabove.co.uk. Debbie, thank you so much for taking part in the book and in the podcast. Thank you, Donna. Have an awesome day. I will. I will. All right. Oh, again, so much fun. And uh, next up, we have Linda. And let me get Linda's piece here in front of me. Here we go. All right. So Linda Easthouse wrote about being successful on a on a healthy foundation. And she begins with a quote from Vivian Kamori that says, "Life is not about how fast you run or how high you climb." but how well you bounce. And then Linda writes, health is having resilience and the ability to face life with strength, peace, and inner calm, whatever your situation. Many of us think that being healthy is just not being sick. I believe that health is a good cushion of resilience in all areas of life, a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. Doctors tell us 80% of chronic disease is caused by stress. Letting stress build up ends in disease. Our community, environment, work, relationships, and beliefs are all part of successful health. Learning to care for ourselves, choosing to carve out time for rest, exercise, time in nature, and actively addressing the emotional and physical stresses will make us more successful in all areas of life. Suppressing or ignoring stress doesn't work. Imagine water dripping on a stone. Given long enough, it will make a hole. Set high goals, work hard, push the boundaries, but keep a balance. Find tools to actually deal with stress. Make choices that change your situation. And then Linda concludes by saying, success is one area, but failure in others is not really success. Developing resilient health is the foundation for success in every area of life, and it is indeed. And welcome, Linda, to the podcast. Hi, Donna. Very glad to be here. Yes, and uh, it seems like you are very passionate about this subject of uh, good health, and how did that come about? 
For many years, my family and I lived in Peru, in South America, working on a very high-stress project. Um, it was also during the time of a great deal of political unrest in the country. And on top of that, I had two boys who had significant health issues from the time they were born forward. So there was a lot of stress in my life, and I had to figure out how to thrive, how to be well in that situation, even though the environment was not good, and I didn't want to just survive it. Um, having had many years of just kind of barely above sick or sick but working anyway, I decided it was time to find some way to be better than that and to really learn to thrive in that situation. And we can all figure out ways to thrive in difficult situations if we get the right set of tools. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that must have been something because it's just kind of coming from you morning, noon, and night, and then from all areas um, as well. So uh, just incredible. So at that time you were in Peru. Where are you calling me from today? I now live in Calgary, Alberta. Um, I am Canadian, and we are, make our home here at the moment. Okay, all right, so international, for me anyway, uh, continues, as I'm in San Diego, California, in case anybody was wondering, uh, so which is exotic maybe in its own right uh, for some people. Now, Linda, you talk about all these areas that a person can uh, face stress. What is one tip you would suggest anyone can incorporate to reduce stress in their life? I think the most important thing that we can start with is to learn to step back and find the observer's view where you can look at it from kind of a third-party position and not be so heavily personally invested in it. When we can get that little bit of neutrality and not take it so personally, that shifts a lot of the stress off of our shoulders and allows us to work on it differently. So mm -hmm. just getting that step back and, and removing the personal aspect from it and looking at it as a third party really, really helps us find ways to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's similar to advice I give some of my writers during my Write a Book in a Weekend event. If they're writing about something that's really personal to them or maybe a, uh, something that played out in their life that uh, was very emotionally charged, I tell them to kind of step back and write about it as if they were a reporter, you know, just the facts. And if you yeah. write it from that way, it helps alleviate uh, so that stress in your case or take out that emotional charge so then you can write about it uh, easier for yourself and actually you know, share what it looked like from that observer's point of view, as you mentioned. I think that's really smart. Uh, yeah, that really writing is a way to start. Right, oh, right, exactly, to get yourself out of the situation, so distance yourself even just a little bit um, so you can see things more clearly. Now, you have another book called Pushing the Reset Button. Tell us about that. That book is a 30-day plan to reduce the stress in your life as much as you can for yourself. So it's written as a self-help plan. There's things to do in many areas of your life, and as you reduce the stress around you through physical things like electromagnetic fields and Wi-Fi towers that bother you or foods that you're eating or lack of exercise, poor sleep, poor thinking habits, poor um, self-talk, those kinds of things with suggestions on how to deal with each one of those. It allows you to sort of clear the environment and see what the real issues are. So that book 
is the stepping stone where you start dealing with your stress, and when you've done everything you can do for yourself, then you need to go to a stress expert, a pro like me, who can do some individual private work with you. But there's so much you can do for yourself, and that book is a plan for you to take charge and begin to get your stress under control. And I don't actually believe in stress management because that means you're keeping your stress and trying to management. I want you to figure out how to get rid of your stress, to lower it, to not respond in the same way, not live in that fight or flight all the time. And that's what that book really helps you do. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. I had somebody, a friend of mine just tell me the other day that that was the human condition, that it all started with being in flight or fight all the time, and I thought, well, that sounds like a terrible way to live. Uh, I don't know if I would have believed in that scenario, so uh, I I like that. I'll I'll check out your book uh, instead. And uh, real quick before my last question, last couple of questions, where can people find Pushing the Reset button? Um, You can go to www.easthousecenter.com. Now, I am Canadian, so center is spelled the Canadian way. So it's E-A-S-T-H-O-U-S-E. C-E-N-T-R-E dot com. Okay, great. Got your website in there, so fantastic. And that's where people can go to find Linda's book, Pushing the Reset Button. Uh, now, talking about the success is yours book, uh, do you remember you know, when you saw what I was up to and what your initial thoughts were? Did you jump right in or did you think about it a little bit? I jumped right in. I love sharing the message that stress can be managed or better yet released and that we can thrive regardless of our circumstances. So this project was just right up my alley and I thought, wow, what a great way to just put a little plug out there that helps people recognize that stress is what's undermining their success and if they want to be successful, stress is one of the major things they have to deal with. Yeah, absolutely, an important component to um to consider when you're looking for success in life, uh, something that, like I was talking about previously, about something you want to go towards and you don't want stress weighing you down. So it's best to alleviate it or better yet eliminate it. Linda, thank you so much for taking part uh, in this. And let's give your website one more time, easthousecenter.com. And center is C-E-N-T-R-E.com because Linda is from Canada. Linda, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, and it was an awesome experience working with you putting this book together. I really appreciated your expertise and wisdom on guiding us all through the process. It was great. Oh, well, my pleasure, and it was it was great. It was fun to do, too, so I appreciate you uh, as well, Linda. Thank you so much, and also thank you to uh, John Williams and Debbie Bolton for sharing their stories, and thank you, the listener, for listening to all of us. You can find out more about the book Success is Yours at booksbydonnakay.com and also find out more about the Community Book Project at communitybookproject.com. If you're looking to write a book of your own, check out my free book planner at freebookplanner.com. And then John, Debbie, Linda, and I will see you in the bookstore.